Hey friends, welcome to Friday, September 2nd, and today's episode of Enough for Today. We're in Psalm 59 as we wrap up our week and begin a new month. I hope you'll pray for a great weekend at Emmanuel. We kind of left off between verses 10 and about verse uh, 13. 10 to 13, David is praying an imprecatory prayer. We've covered those before. It's when you're praying for vengeance and justice for God to deal with your enemies. Now, how does that combine? How does that meet up or reconcile with a gospel-shaped heart? Because a gospel heart says, I want to love my enemies and I want to pray for their repentance and I want to use a soft answer and love and grace that they might be introduced to the gospel and be redeemed. Well, that's all great. That's, that's where we should live. But there comes a moment where um, there's a diabolical resistance, where there's just unrepentant unbelief and it's never going to change. And at that point, this person is the enemy of God, the sworn enemy of God. And God has no choice but to deal in wrath and justice. And there, there's a kind of person, okay, and Saul was this kind of person that had rejected God, rejected God's plan, and declared himself to be the enemy, essentially, of the design of God. And so in that case, lots of people are suffering under the, 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 the spiritually oppressive reign of a corrupt, godless king. So lots of people are being victimized by this ungodly leader. And David says, God, take him out, resolve this, preserve me uh, for the sake of your own name. God, deal swiftly with these enemies. Verse 13, consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be and let them know, let who know, all the people and the enemies that God ruleth in Jacob. That's another a phrase for Israel, the nation, unto the ends of the earth. God is God of the whole world, and, and God, let the world know that you rule and reign. Um, it, is a, it is a prayer of dependence and patience, but it is a prayer for ultimate victory, righteous victory. It's, it's not a bad prayer to pray, especially when you understand that godless, uh, satanic, really wickedness in high places is vaunting itself against God as the enemy of God. And so praying that God would would bring that down is a good prayer. Look at verse 14 and notice the shift in David's attitude from earlier in the psalm when he was praying that he was describing his enemies being dogs wandering about, vile, putrid persons always looking for trouble. So now verse 14, he kind of comes back to that thought, but with a different spirit. And at evening... Let them return. Let them make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. David's saying, it's almost like he shrugs his shoulders and says, well, because of God's strength and defense, because he's my shield and he goes before me, because I'm waiting on him and I know he's going to protect me, let them return. Let them hang out outside my house. Let these dogs and these scoundrels roam about, sniffing about, trying to find a way to kill me. Let them go around about the city looking for trouble. Let them wander up and down looking for, uh, looking for food, looking for meat, looking for trouble, and uh, griping if they don't find satisfaction. Let them go. Just let wicked people do what wicked people do. Now, my friend, let me just pause and say here, it should not surprise us that rebels against God rebel against God. It shouldn't surprise us that corrupt people do corrupt things, that lost people who resist God do resistant things uh, towards God and his people and his truth. It is the way things are. And the, the way 
to engage that is not culture war to dominate our way back into moral power. No, that, that's not going to get us anywhere because it doesn't change hearts. It just, it, it just um, excites the war. It just, it just ramps things up, okay? Um, no, the, at, there are times when the I'm not saying we shouldn't get involved in community and, and voting and, and, and be a voice for right. No, what I'm saying is we shouldn't be surprised that wickedness does what wickedness does. And we need to understand that wickedness is on a short leash and it can only go so far as God permits it to go. And in the meantime, we are to be voices for the gospel because wickedness is going to march on until God brings it down. But there's a layer of people underneath that wickedness that are still receptive and seeking truth. There's a whole world of people that are being lied to by very wicked people in very powerful places in our society. And our job is to be voices of love and hope and to offer them a truthful alternative to the false narratives they're being force-fed through all the media and all of the governing powers that be. Our job is to be voices of gospel, hope, and the love and the grace of God. So David kind of resigns himself that wicked people are going to do what wicked people do, but I'm not going to worry because God is my defender. He's my shield, my protector. He's ultimately going to, going to bring this all down. So look at verse 16. Now he's going to personally resolve. I will sing of thy power. Really, David, you're going to sing? I mean, you're, you just got let down out of a window and you're escaping for your life and people are wanting you dead. What do you have to sing about? David says, I will sing of thy power. He says, in this moment of fear and, and desperation, I'm going to remember God's power and I'm going to preach it to myself in song and I'm going to go public. I will sing aloud of thy mercy. I, I'm not afraid of being heard as a mouthpiece for the mercy of God. I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to sing. I'm going to worship. I'm going to thank God for his power. I'm going to sing of his mercy because I am sure he's my defender and he's my refuge in the day of my trouble. Now look at verse 17 and we'll wrap up. Unto thee, so now he looks up, unto thee, O my strength. I will sing. Now, let me just pause and tell you, this will change your whole heart. If you look up to him, no matter what's going on in your life, if you look up to him and you say, unto thee will I sing, O my strength. You are my strength. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. There he comes right back around to the strength of God, and the mercy of God. Listen, because of the mercy of God, you can now have access right to his presence and you can know he is with you and he accepts you and you can know at every moment of every day where you stand with God. Why? Because he's not relating to you on the basis of your performance. He's relating to you on the basis of his mercy provided through Jesus. If you haven't received Jesus, trust him. Cry out to him for salvation, and he will give it to you. If you have received Jesus, then recognize Jesus is your advocate, and you are the object of mercy with God. And therefore, you can say, he is your defense, and he will be today your strength. So look up to him and say it. Oh, my strength. Oh, my strength. 
God, you are my strength. Hey, have a great Friday and a great weekend. I hope to see you Sunday. If not, we'll talk on Monday.